Introducing Kaleidogos, a podcast about two immature best friends who run a few businesses together and live for the Goss and the Margies. Join us as we goss about our lives, our work, and our friends anonymously, of course. So I actually remember when I was 21 and I had my first fibroid, another um, gynecologist said to me, hey, I think, like, I, I think you should really consider having a baby early so you don't have to go through all of this. You can have a, a full hysterectomy when you're older and it'll kind of whatever. And that, and was that a, operation is no fucking joke. Like no, you're going, you're going through menopause, menopause at yeah. 35. Yeah. Hey guys, welcome back. I always think welcome back to our channel. Where do I get that from, Amanda Barnes? Uh, no, no welcome back to my channel. No, that's welcome to the girls' room. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I, miss I love that show. That show. <laughs> I was like, all I want is to just sit in the bathroom with Amanda Bynes and go, well, I thought to- you were going to say something really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where I was going with that? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that too. That's funny. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, um, we're here to talk about some really interesting female related stuff today. Well, yeah, I thought it was going to be a fertility-related podcast, but I learnt halfway through that our special guest, M Finlay, who works in our office, while she, ha- she has um, cysts and fibroids, and whilst that can affect your ability to carry a baby, it's not necessarily a fertility issue. And it's a really interesting conversation around all those topics that can be quite confusing and difficult and she's obviously only 24, so it's like a hard road to navigate. A hundred percent. So scary. And yeah. it's such an interesting conversation and I think a lot of people will be able to relate in one way or another. Everyone's kind of, I mean, not everyone, but I'm speculating that, but everyone, you know, gets their period <laughs> that listens properly to this podcast. We thought we'd get M on because we were actually going to talk about um, a few other kind of irrelevant family kind of funny stories. But I kind of had to think about it. I thought about it the other night because Em's issues have worsened over the coming months, even weeks. And we've had a few hectic conversations in our office. Em, side note, works next door to us. I always say, glasses, glasses, Em. Um, And I was like, it'd be really interesting to get someone on like her at her age to talk about these issues and also being prompted with the fact of thinking about fucking having a baby at At 24. 24. And I thought, you know, fuck, so many people have so many issues, you know, before having babies, after having babies around their downstairs inside area. And And it's scary and it's challenging. Scary and and painful and like still kind of like really unknown as well. Like I feel like there's so many questions. Even when you listen to this podcast – I feel like she even feels like I like her whole end note was like I just wish I had like a solid answer on what to do. Like there's so much confusion around. Yeah, no one's going to tell you what to do because it's such a fragile. It's either like a really hectic ending yeah. kind of to it. There's no like I'll oh, just take this and you'll feel better and you can kind of just get through it. So it's quite an interesting conversation about having and dealing with these issues at such a young age. Yeah. Agreed. And before we jump in, I just want to apologise because we're not recording where we normally would Um, and it's a little bit echoey and then one of the teams outside our office were like clearly getting on the piss and yelling and screaming. So if you can hear that, I I apologise. soundproof, obviously not. So did I, but I could hear them yelling. So yeah, anyway, apologies for that and enjoy the chat. Emily! 
Welcome Hello. to Collide Goss. We're so excited to have you on. Hi there, Thanks, guys. I know, you know I'm the biggest fan of Collide Goss. You really are. I listen, I'm, I reckon I'm the first listener every Monday when it drops. Yeah, well, we're like next door listening to yeah. you. because Listening to you guys yeah. listen to <laughs> I can I can hear my voice next door. Em's, um if you guys are not following, she works right next door um, in our office here. So we're like work buddies but we don't work with each other but like yeah. same same it's we're work wives work wives yeah. it's kind of nice because we talk to each other when we're not in I know. you know we're not in like the throes of work so it's like nice little bits in the kitchen well, it's a bit of a break from and, everything yeah. it's nice i think anyway and emily is very much a part of the office goss that we had in the <laughs> the mm. prior episode I'm, I'm i'm none i'm none of the people mentioned though no hurricane katrina i know it's weird we didn't even mention like all our like great mates here yeah because another episode i feel like we need to get like everyone else on like our mates that we laugh about it with on to like yeah do a recap give a bit of context context because you'd see it like differently to us and like yeah you know what I mean? It's funny having everyone speaking about it. We did have our funny group chat for a while, though, when we were all watching it from That's different angles. That's how I got all, all the stories. That's how I remembered it. I went through the group because chat. Because we were all at different vantage points of the office. Exactly. Yeah. But anyway, we're here to talk about something a little different. Yeah. Emily. Yeah, we A little deeper. A little deeper than the office goss. But I suppose, like, this involves our goss sessions, us talking about mm. this as well. I know it doesn't it's not classified as gossip but when yeah. when we say goss we mean like a chat totally you come into our office and sit on the boucle chair yeah. <laughs> and we talk about life we talk about everything and this is one thing that I feel like we've been talking about more lately so we thought it would be a great great idea for you to come on and talk about it more yeah. and a lot of people mm. struggle with the same issues but I feel like it's interesting that you're having to think about fertility at 24 totally and like I it's such a weird thing because a lot of my friends weren't really talking about it yeah and it's really taken me kind of the last like six months or so to just tell people about what's going on with you and your body yeah and it makes such a difference it's like well people it starts a conversation as well like you'd be are you did you anyway we're probably like jumping let's just go back and actually talk about what what do you have emily why what's the diagnosis well why are you thinking about fertility (laughs) so it's really complex and Mm. it kind of started a really long time ago so i got my period like everyone does i was probably on the earlier side of things so i think i was i was 10 or 11 i was that is so young at the end of year four but to preface it like i developed quite early like I had boobs quite early. So wait, like, can I, I really stop tall. you there? Yeah. If you got your period in year... It was the end of year four, four going into year five. When did you start developing boobs? Oh, I reckon I had like a proper underwire bra when I was 11. 11. Really? Yeah. yeah. I had quite big boobs. My mum's got quite big boobs. Um, but Yeah, like, you've got big boobs. You've got I big feel boobs, like yeah. I, And I was also really tall. Like I was basically the height I am now, which is like... That's crazy. 5'11 when I was like... 11 or 12 like I haven't grown so you literally did all your growing then yeah and it was really funny because I used to like love the fact that I was like the tallest person in the class yeah Yeah. remember they used to arrange you like in assemblies like from like and you'd have arguments on who's taller the whole time and it would never really change and then be like me and like 
four boys. And yeah. I used to be like, this is you're, such a flex you're the that tall I'm the tall bitch with all the boys. <laughs> I remember yeah, that. That's a power yeah. move. Yeah, it was a big power move. But I feel like I didn't really notice it at the time. And then I remember when I got my period, my mum was really cute about it. Like, I was like, what's happening? Did this you know so what it was before? No, because you When were, did we, it happen? Morning, lunchtime, it, night no, time? No, it happened at night Important question, Steph. <laughs> no, it happened at night time. I remember it so clearly. It happened at night time. I remember calling out to my mum saying, because we hadn't had sex ed or anything yet. No, so that's I what I was going to say. the process. And I was like, something's bleeding. I think I've cut myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've cut myself downstairs, mum. <laughs> and my mum, bless her, was like, no, I think I, I think that's your period. Had and she ever talked to you about your period at that age yet, or you were no, like, not was like too young? Not really? Like I, I think I feel like high school was when we spoke about periods. Yeah. I know, probably year six. We did. Did yeah. you watch that pregnancy thing when you have to watch a baby no, come out of a New badge? Zealand? Why is New Zealand different? Like, as in, we I don't remember doing that. But in why New Zealand? You, oh yeah, but you just say New Zealand's different. Like as they didn't I, have sex ed at all in year six. No, I was in. We didn't cover that in year five or year six. No, I'm just well, it's different. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm saying at my primary school we did. Did you in year five and six? Yes, yeah, so I think we did it in year six. Yeah. But then by that stage, I was like, guys, periods. Like, I've had like, forever. Yeah, I know everything about it. <laughs> yeah, but you that, should be the one talking, like the speaker, speaker woman there. Yeah, school. And, and it was so weird because I didn't really know anything. My my mom was a legend. She was like this is like your coming of age. She made a really big deal about it. And then I remember we like went to the supermarket and she got me like a chocolate or something. And it was like an exciting, I remember she made it. <laughs> you do <laughs> crave chocolate yeah. when you have your period. In retrospect, she made it a really nice, like kind of like special moment. But then I feel like really soon after that, like I had my first lot of period pain and it was like. Oh, you had it really early in yeah, primary school. I remember. Wow. I remember my mum was picking me up from school or picking me up from somewhere. And I just remember feeling like the bottom half of my body was going to fall off. That sounds super dramatic and I'm really dramatic. No, but dramatic that's actually really well. scary for a primary school child because even yeah. when I remember when I first got my period, like it was like probably the best time because you didn't really get that much pain. It wasn't yeah. really anything. Like that would have been so scary. Yeah, I just remember going like, I'm in so much pain. And my mum, bless her, she's listening to the pod. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, <laughs> mum. Hey, mum. Love you, Kaz. But my mum is the most like stoic, don't complain you know, has probably never had a sick day in her life. Yeah. And so are you. So she was not really – no, but I complain. I just come and whinge. Like, I'm like a – I've never really seen you take a sick day, and it sounds like you've been in crippling pain for, like, two years. Yeah, but, I, but I'll just come in and be like, guys, I'm dying today. Do you know what I mean? Where I'm she's not like, in today. <laughs> she's yeah. Like, yeah, she's like, she's like, chill out, like, it's fine. And, and kind of the common, you know, thing that people told me was, oh, everyone has period pain. Mm. all girls have period pain that's what different. happens when you get your period and I remember yeah. my, my I remember talking to my grandma and my grandma was really sympathetic and she was like you know like we all get it but I understand like I had some bad period pain too and then like every every really cute your grandma she's so that. cute but then every kind of male in my life and still to this day the minute you say you're in pain like I, I remember my brother like he was like super empathetic mm, and like it's yeah. such an interesting kind of like dynamic dynamic in the sense that my mum was like no nah, all girls get it and that was kind of the rhetoric so I guess from like year six to when I was like in year 12 maybe a year after school even 
you just don't really talk about it. No. Like everyone's got their period. That's just a fact like of I've life. Like I've got my normal cramps for the day, but yours weren't. Yours yeah. were like a bit higher than everyone well, else's. And the other thing is you don't know whether you just have a really low pain tolerance mm. and like you're being really dramatic and like – so I'm you, just, we, that's what your train of thought was. Yeah, when you I was like, I was like, yeah. oh, I am like, I'm so dramatic. I'm a sook. So you just wouldn't talk if about I, it. Yeah, if I ever have a baby, I'm gonna die because <laughs> I'm, I'm not idea What this like pain is like if it's anything worse than this. And I think it started off like the first two days of my period were really bad. Um, like and then, as in bad, heavy. Yeah, just heavy, mm. really painful, really like throbbing. Um, if I was like out somewhere, I'd be in like significant like bedridden. discomfort, like bedridden. Really, like you should be in bed. <gasps> not not really in my not really in my teen mm. years. Like I I could still do everything. I was still really active. I played heaps, which of is sport. good. Yeah. Did you hear about people that are bedridden, or oh, maybe they just yeah. actually got low pain thresholds because you sound like you did yeah. have. Well, but it, like I, I definitely think it was like better back then but I remember still having some issues so I remember in when I was 15 or 16 there was a few times where like it got really bad and my dad of all people he was like that's not right that's not normal no. he's mm. like people don't you know people don't react in that way so he actually took me to a doctor I remember when I was 16 and they were like that sounds really bad go straight to like emergency and I remember that was the first time I got connected with a gynecologist and so how old were you now I was probably like 16 okay um and it was actually really good to be able to talk to someone and they were like oh like these are kind of issues that you may have but the thing with gynecology which which is really interesting is that like there's a lot of variables so like obviously people have different bodies different systems so like they could tell you potential things that could happen but there's no like finite and at that stage they they couldn't tell me what was wrong with me did they have like a look oh yeah yeah absolutely. Well, i was just about to ask that because yeah, yeah. i've never wow. been to a gynecologist which is probably really bad but i can only yeah. assume that you have to show them your vagina yeah absolutely. but at 16 like that's really overwhelming yeah like, i the most... have a problem doing that now getting my pap smears like i avoid it because i'm so awkward well, the most awkward thing is like rocking up with like your dad to emergency and they're like okay cool like like the, the logistics of that i'm sure was probably pretty funny were they like even when you were at age six like oh like how old like were they like oh you got your period quite young like usually we have 16 year olds in here that haven't had their period yet yeah so like and I even think like looking at the girls I went to school with like there was definitely like the majority of people were between like 13 and like 16 yeah um when they got there so I was definitely on like the younger side but then once I was kind of there it also was like at a time where like endo wasn't really spoken about no. like there was all these kind of you Not know that age no I don't it was anyone it kind speaking of, about it yeah so it was I remember of, we had a girl at our school and she's like a pioneer for endo now I was yeah. telling you about her Nat Archer but she would come to school like every month like in crippling pain mm. heat pack on oh, and so she was pretty young when she had it she was yeah. your age 16 and they, yeah. they did not know I swear to god what it was until yeah. she was like 21 22 and she yeah. couldn't work yeah she so, could not work it got so yeah, bad that's the same as my friend Ainsley and I think Ainsley now has done something with um like endo Australia she was on a really amazing insight um like SBS Ooh. episode with her family but she was basically talking about how it's really just had this, you know, effect on her life, on her relationships, on it just kind it of permeates in different, like, different parts of your and life. And apparently work, they look at you and they're like, you say you've got endo and they're like, oh, that's just period pain and it's not. Totally. But you're not supposed to, like, I didn't know, like, I didn't have bad period pain until 
I think I just started maybe having it once I went off the pill, which mm. is sort of scary. Yeah. And I would be in so much pain where I'd have to take like, you know, not up to your level, but I'd have neurofin, but it would feel like someone was with like a washing, like mm. a towel that's drenched. That's yeah. what I would think in my head. And someone is going up op- like opposite way, scrunching, like, Chinese t- like burn Chinese burn. Yeah. Yes. And like, I'd be on the ground and be doing so many exercises. Like sometimes I remember I'd be like, you know, like not at home, but I'd, get my period and the pain would come on really fucking quickly. Yeah. And that's when I started looking and people were like, you know, when you look at naturopaths Instagrams and they start talking about fertility mm. and periods. And one of the things they'd put up is like, you know, if you get period pain and it is not normal, like everyone has always said this while growing up. Like yeah. it's just a thing that you get. Totally. But it's actually, you should not have pain yeah. to the point pain. where you're taking painkillers in oh, general when you have yeah. a period, which is something I didn't know for so long. Totally. And to like the point of like, um, you know, it's not normal. The irony is that I found that kind of growing up with it was that women are the ones who kind of make those statements sometimes. Mm, that yeah. like, it's just period pain. It's just this. And like, I've worked for like amazing female employers who have been super sympathetic. Like, my boss now is amazing, and I can be really frank with her and say, "Hey, I'm in I'm so not much good pain today. right now." People have seen me do random like yoga poses in the yeah, office. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. And, like, like, what else can you do? Fix discomfort. Yeah, but it's also like I've just found that men, and it's the same with kind of after I kind of saw a few of those gynecologists. Yeah, when sorry, I was, we intervened. Like, what happened at the first one? Well, so sorry. the first one, they just kind of were like to me, like, "That's what's going whatever. on." They yeah, I did all the ultrasounds. I did all the whatever, and then I kept having the pain. I, I probably neglected it. I'm. Everyone can probably attest to the fact that I'm the worst at life. You're an avoider. Let's just get through this and get on with it. It's so ironic. I love organizing everyone else's life, but I avoid mine like the the plague, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I'm the same. Um, Yeah. So I kind of let like let it go. And it's scary. Like you don't know what the fuck is going on. Totally. So it's like I don't want to know. No. And now that it's a big part of conversation, like it is being talked about more. It's like, fuck. What does this mean for me when I have a child? If I want to have a child, etc. You know. Totally. And so I got to I got to 21, and I had like another really bad bout of pain and I so when it went through like troughs kind of like sometimes it would be worse and yeah and I did they give you a diagnosis with the last the first gynecologist no so it was just that I had particularly painful periods Mm. and everything that I had kind of came back pretty normal um they just said you know when you get this pain um there was no large cyst or anything no so I actually at that stage had no cysts no issues I just would have a like really inflamed, like I'd have like like heaps of inflammation um, during my periods, but apparently that was like quite normal. They said, and then I got to was about, that normal? Like, do you look? Well, if you talk to um, like specialists yeah. now, have you asked them about yeah. that first meeting you had? So basically, that was like the start of like fibroids. So yeah. that's currently what I have now. So when I was twenty one, can you explain what fibroids is? Yeah. So fibroids are a a growth or like a mass that's non-cancerous and it's normally just like filled with blood from what I've been told so it's basically just something that like grows in your body but the issue is that people don't tend to get them removed because the removal methods are quite invasive so I think like for anything to avoid being operated on really yeah totally and so they they kind of said to me, what we do is we just watch and wait. So that's their like kind of term for it. And by this stage, I had a new gynecologist who is the loveliest man on earth. A man. A man. I've always been really weird about male yeah. gynecologists. I just am like, 
it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But no. Em, you had a good explanation for it when we were talking. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain to me your theory about it? Like, did you feel weird when you like met up with him and you were yeah. like, oh my God, he's going to look at my fanny? So it's so funny because <laughs> when I was like, sorry, six- I'm so immature about this. <laughs> when I was 16, I had a, a female and, and look, every single doctor that I've ever seen has been really lovely. But I think there is an inherent coming back to that, like the pressure that, that, that us as women put on other women who don't have shared experiences as us is that they would always relate my experience subconsciously, I'm sure, because they're theirs. to theirs. And I'm sure like people listening have female gynecologists and they're amazing and it's not a one, you know, yep. all blanket approach. But I just found that men just seem to, you know, I could I could walk in and have two out of ten pain. And they would think that I was dying. And there was a kind of a, a, a nice... so funny. <laughs> and maybe it was a bit for my, like, ego or... It just made me feel, like, more, like... Looked seen, after. Seen and looked after. And they and put heard. so much care. Yeah. Validated. And so, 100%. Yes, I love all these words coming out. Everyone yeah. keep it going. And so it's really funny because my friends still to this day will say oh but like just go and see just go and see a woman like it's so and like you were saying like you don't want someone random like looking it's not at it's you more just that. like t- traditional roles in like yeah. society though it's like totally. you look at a man as like they look at you like sex you know yeah. i know this sounds really yeah. fucked up but i mean like any man obviously are sexual beings like a woman totally. is like and like your private part like yeah. it's very weird to be showing a random older man your private parts yeah totally i just like obviously been conditioned that way growing up that that's like you know if you're touched by like a yeah, man, like a, yeah you know like it's just something i have in my head yeah. that i can't I'm, i haven't experienced it yet yeah. and i probably will maybe when i have a baby i might have a male totally. gynecologist and, and it's, it's really funny i hear of lots of people who when they have a baby their obstetrician is, is a male a male and so I, I always thought that was really interesting and but then the best gynecologists in the world are you i like a lot of them are males yeah. like it's yeah. crazy to think and they're you know but like i don't know so but i've totally. always wanted to talk i've talked to a few of my friends that have had male gynecologists yeah. but it's interesting to hear that you actually had experiences with both and yeah. liked the male and approach to it totally. very interesting and i also think that like maybe that's just my like my personality i have a lot of guy friends you know i've got a brother like I, I I like when guys can really tell me something point blank. Like there's no faffing around. Yeah, I it's understand. Just like, you feel like this. This is what we're gonna do. This is the plan. Um, and there's also that kind of like nice informal relationship. Like now that I've kind of seen him for like three or four years now. Oh, so he's like long term um, with you now? Yeah, I think so. He's <laughs> I think kind so. Of, <laughs> like a fucking boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I, he's the I'm one. Gonna, I'm gonna keep him around. Um, no, but he's definitely like at different points kind of in the last so I guess from 21 to now I um started kind of having some more issues and basically he was the one who was like no we're gonna go in and we're gonna figure out what this is so I had a laparoscopy oh wow Um, I don't think I can even say that word yeah I always what does that do you have to be put under for that so it's like general it's like day day surgery yeah um and so what they do is they go through like a keyhole in your tummy or up? Yeah, in your tummy. Up, yeah, I'm not going to say the word again. <laughs> <laughs> up well, the duff. I had mine. I had mine in my tummy, um, and they go around and see what's there. So in your what, tummy, they did it through. Yes. Don't so they have a little camera where they look? Yeah, 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 they've got a little camera. Um, I thought it just went up or down your throat. I didn't know it went through there. Yeah. yeah. So I had keyhole because um, I think they were going to see. I think they thought I had um, some sort of endometriosis. So. Well, that's they, the most common, isn't it? Yeah. So. Um, they did that and then they found out that I had 
this fibroid. So I had a um, like a small kind of mass. Mm. Um, and then they kind of gave me my options. But at that point, my pain wasn't all that bad. Um, it was just pain, like painful during my period. So I was like, I'm just going to do this whole watch and wait. Did and he explain to you, though, what could happen if you waited? Yeah, like the thing is that if you if you wait, there is like it could burst or it could get ruptured or. Yeah, do you want to explain to Brown what they? So they're bloody. You said it before, so they're yeah, just they're like a it's like kind of a like cyst a, with blood inside. It's yeah, it's kind of like a it's kind Pimple. of like a, a it like <laughs> sits on your on Ovaries? your uterus. Oh, uterus. Oh, okay. And so the issue is getting it removed is that it could yes. kind of take your uterus. A hundred percent. I didn't even think of that, yeah. but that is. That's so I'm, I'm really bad with all the medical No, you're doing terms very well. I think I'm going to – because when you said that, I've known a lot of people that have the polyps or whatever. Yeah, and that's, that's quite it, like yeah. a thing that people have and you just get them removed. Like whenever they come up, you just go and totally. get them removed. And I feel like there's not as many side effects maybe no, to that. So you just I burn think, them off kind of. Yeah. Like, and yeah. the good thing about like if you get – the good thing about – but if you've got cysts, which I now also have a few cysts. So you have a combination of fibroids and cysts. Yeah. If they burst – so if they what burst, happens? they can turn into sepsis in your... Oh, and yeah. Why? Because you're bleeding within your body. Yeah, it can yeah. get, like, infected. But also How do I you think, know if they've burst? Also, Sorry, so many questions I've, right now. I've had a ruptured cyst before at the beginning of and the year. And what's the difference? So Was that, that when you were, like, going through a super large shampoo every half an hour in a pad? Yes. <laughs> That's when we were, like, it something's was, up, girl. <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah, because I was in the office. <laughs> I was, like, oh, And God. you looked so white. Like, it was, yeah. like, everything was draining so from So what's your the body. difference? So if a cyst bursts, is that dangerous? No. So I think, like, so from what I can gather, cysts, like, can come and go naturally. So you could have a cyst in there for ages and not need to get it out. Um, and so when mine ruptured... They didn't necessarily like rem- like remove it. Like I didn't have to have any like surgery. It just or like anything. deflate just like a of, balloon. Yeah, from what does I it come out? Not in like what you would think. Like mm-hmm. it's not like you're like <laughs> no. It's all just it's just blood. Yeah, yeah. Whereas a fibroid is the fibroid will never get smaller from what I can gather. So it doesn't it doesn't like naturally go away like a cyst how annoying it, will. could it get bigger yeah so it can definitely get bigger and that's the concern that's um, so annoying could but, it get big enough to the point where it's taking up all the space in there yeah so and so mine is right on the so now actually ironically at the beginning of this year i found out that i've got a second one growing oh my god which yeah. is where it's like created complications um, because the other one, we were just going to watch and wait and it was all watch good. And wait. Do they um, know how they form and why they form? No, some people just have them and some people don't. Genetics? It's, well, it goes back to the question you were asking about, like, if you had pain, like, do they know, like, what that That's was what from? That's what I mean, yeah. And that was kind of, like, prepare. like, my body was, like, preparing for them Self for the growth. Oh, it's like a live thing in there. Gross. Um, oh, so, like, your body kind yeah. of knew that it was about well, to happen. So what happens is, and I'm sure there are medical people out there that are like, um, is that Right. I don't um, think we've got any no, doctors not listening, listening to us. Don't worry, girl. <laughs> but from what I can gather, they yeah. So it, like you're kind of the way your the way your uterus is, and then these can just grow like any growth or tumor or whatever. But the question is, if you tell knew us girl. prior and your first appointment, and they knew the knowledge they had now, would they be able to kind of go in earlier and stop it from growing as big as it did? No. No, because mm. the removal methods are just so invasive. So you have, like, even if you found out it was growing, like, back then you couldn't do anything about it? 
I don't think so. And it actually goes back to the, it actually goes back to this thing. Like I was having a really good conversation with a girlfriend the other day who's, she's had a few issues. Um, and she was always really open about, um, like how she was kind of like feeling and she had a ruptured sister and she was away on a work trip once. And we were saying like, pause, how did that play out? Oh, so she was on, (laughs) actually, she wouldn't mind me telling this story because it's quite funny. But she was in Melbourne on a work trip. Um, <laughs> that <and>, sounds <laughs> awkward already. <laughs> and she she's so funny. And she was describing her um, she was describing her work experience. She had met this guy who's now a kind of mutual friend of ours. And they went on um, a dinner date in Melbourne. And she said, I feel like I'm on The Bachelor and it's hometown dates. <laughs> so wait, she was on a date? Yeah, so they were, they, they um, oh, he, drove a, he drove a motorbike and they were on this like date. Oh my God, hell. And then the next morning she went to work and she's, and she's away for work. So she's in like the Melbourne office of her company. And they, um, she was like, I was just in so much pain. I didn't know what to do. And she hadn't thing. had this before? No. And so she got taken to a hospital in Melbourne and she had a a ruptured cyst. No. I just remember, remember, and I at this point hadn't had any sort of rupturing or anything happen to me. um, And I just remember going, oh, what a nightmare. You would be in so much pain. Um, So you jinxed yourself. And so I totally jinxed myself. You did. at the beginning of the year. This year? Yeah. And I've had, um, I've had like a few, I've had, pain on and off or whatever but it was in January of this year I just come back from a really romantic vacay with the new boy I was seeing here we went camping it was so nice I remember that um yeah it's good times and I got back and just something wasn't right and I actually went to breakfast with this new guy that I'm seeing I've known him for like less than a month and I it's always great yeah and I um I randomly ran into a friend I live in Bondi and I ran into a friend on Campbell Parade and he's like let's go get a coffee and I was wearing these really cute white um age shorts cute and um we sat down at the cafe had a beautiful breakfast at Parida um, oh and I got up to walk back home and my the guy that I was had just started seeing said to me hey em like oh my god he said it. you didn't know you're bleeding oh are we talking a little bit of blood no like how much someone had been murdered like, like how big like we're not like, talking about a dollar coin we're talking about like no 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 we're talking like a tea towel yeah maybe a tea yeah maybe a tea towel holy shit so and do you reckon something <laughs> ruptured and it just went and you didn't yeah. feel it well so i i felt fine it was just the I was just kind of the blood. Okay, mm. wait. What was your next steps in getting home with oh covering God, your so ass with thank, blood all over so your, the backside? Thank God I live on Beach Road just around but the wait, corner. But wait, how many people were in the cafe? Did a few people see this? And what was your well, first reaction? So do you know what the most awkward part of the whole story is? That halfway through that breakfast, I'd got up and gone to the bathrooms and the bathroom. Nothing was there then. Well, well, I no, I don't think so. But no, oh you would have seen. I would have known. It. I would have known. Yeah. Would have known. <laughs> it would have been like a bloodbath down there. My first thought was like, oh my god, I've walked through Bondi Beach and everyone's seen me. Um, but he would have, yeah, obviously yeah. told you. But thank God, um, my friend had a towel, so I just wrapped around myself and had Were to. Were you walk like back freaking home. out? No, I, I actually wasn't because I was like, oh, maybe I'm just getting my period. Like, maybe it's really normal. And then I checked my little flow app, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Um, and but, that's when you knew it was bad because you were bleeding yeah, when you didn't have didn't your have period. Didn't have my period. And I actually went to the, I went to my, my gyno um, 
friend and he was like, look, I, I think I think a cyst has ruptured. And he said, look, um, and he just kind of goes through all the... <laughs> Were you bleeding still then by the time? Like, this is the next yeah. day? So this or... is the next week. Oh, next week. And you're still and, bleeding. Yeah. And I well, still... another thing I wanted to flag was yeah. that my experience with you was like... I'm in so much pain, this and that, but I can't get into my person for three weeks. Isn't that yes. really dangerous? And and that's when, like, I'm really lucky in the sense that, like, this gynecologist and I have built up such a rapport that he will now take Squeeze phone you calls in. from me. What from does him. another person do, though, if that happens? Like, I actually don't know because it was even, like, I just had, like, a, like, recent checkup. And that was supposed to be my, you know, my regular six monthly whatever. And that's when all of kind of my second fibroid stuff came up. So I was like, imagine if I hadn't gone for another well, year or... That's kind of scary. That wigs me out a bit. Totally. What the fuck do you do otherwise? Well, and the other thing is... Go to I'm hospital. In, well, and I'm in such a kind of, you know, I'm really lucky in the sense that I can afford to have a gynecologist like a lot of yeah, aren't they we had, aren't they really expensive so <laughs> private so health you let's, let's talk about it you pay private health per month what would that cost so the minute that you mention gynecology or um like fertility for, um, fertility or you want to have a baby you pay extra actually it, i just went over this with mom it skyrockets and the only reason i know this is because i actually just came off my family <laughs> no i'm still Shows on my like- family <laughs> yeah well apparently if you want to get pregnant which i think is also fucked it yeah. is right you, you have, have to, to give them a year's notice it's a year's, wait, it's a year's waiting that's period. why mom is sitting down with me at the moment because she's like i need to just like flag this like you know, we've been paying for private healthcare and you don't use any of it. We were only on it because you were supposed to get your wisdom teeth out, but you're such a pussy yeah. and you're not going to do it. So what the fuck are we paying for? And I'm like, I don't know, but like, and then she's like, you know, fertility, like you've got to work it out. And I'm like, I don't even want to fucking like go through this right now. It's really overwhelming. You have to literally pre-plan a year out. What? Yeah. I don't fucking know. And it's so terrifying. Like it's actually a flawed system. Like totally. If I want private health, but I fall pregnant outside of that twelve month gap. Yeah, but it's not. I know we can't really just it. It's very good health system though compared to true. Like going public is fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying I'm saying more if I say start having problems. It's more this kind of stuff. When you do need a specialist, it is quite hard. Hundred percent. And so I. Sorry, back to you. Healthcare per month. So healthcare per month is nearly two hundred dollars a mm. month, and you're twenty four. That's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Living out of home, yeah, that's fun. In an area I probably can't afford. Um, Bondi life, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the minute you say, I'm, I'm literally on the the Highest. top. I'm on like the gold. But you need it at least. You know healthcare. that it's going somewhere because you do need yeah. all these specialist appointments yeah. and stuff like that. I jokingly said to my housemate the other day, if I ever need to go, if I if anything ever happens to me, stick me in an ambulance because I need to get something worth out of yeah. my fucking. <laughs> something out of this yeah well i fucking need to have i don't want to say that into the universe actually yeah no um so wait talk us back so when this cyst burst yeah what happens when a cyst bursts like do you just let it bleed out is there any like aftermath or what's aftermath well i'm like what happened like yeah yeah, you bled but then can you just let go on with life normally yeah kind of that sounds really bad but like you and and i feel like it sounds a lot more dramatic than it is like day to day i'm a pretty healthy normal yeah. look at you and your you bloody know? nimble active wear i know i'm supposed to go to barry's but, but, you didn't. Yeah. So didn't. <laughs> but you let's say you pay 200 dollars private health care but then is the gyno the specialist are they all free no so mm. there's definitely like a gap and it varies 
person to person. Like I've got a really good situation with my gyno. Um, but like, like I'm so glad I got private health because I can imagine that would just be, you know, Fucked. who would you see wild. then if you didn't have, if you had public health, what gynecologists were, well, there, you could, you still few, have yeah. the same, but you just have to pay more. And there are a few that kind of go like go Under around the, the different system. like public and yeah. private. I was going to say just, surely there's yeah. It's like availability though, which mm. is like wild. Hectic. Like I've still got to drive. Like my gynecologist is based in the north, so every time I want to go there, I need to drive. Like North Shore Hospital. Yeah. Um, the Sand. Yeah. The Sand. Yeah. If you yeah. don't mind me asking, what's your out of pocket to see him? Nearly, oh, maybe. Eighty dollars a session. That's all right. That's, That's fine. Not too That's bad. like a doctor's appointment. Yeah, yeah. So I'm super, super lucky in that respect. But yeah, it does get expensive. And then when you think about, so I guess the next kind of, um, when I saw him most recently. So basically, for maybe the last, yeah, like six months mm. or so, I've just kind of had more problems. It's definitely been outside of my it's period. Never bloody kind of ending, is it? Era, I know. Um, and just to give some context, you were smashing like what two to three endones a day just to I get know. through the day. So is my- that when you dispersed, or this is after? No, this is after. Um, and it's really funny because my granddad is a pharmacist, or used to be a pharmacist. <laughs> Excellent. And can I- you send me his number after the pod? <laughs> and I um I called him and I said, hey. I'm having heaps of pain. I'm not sure what I should do. Um, I've been taking endone. And he's like, <laughs> I and he's get like, addicted to painkillers. Well, he was like, he was like, okay, so like, how often are you taking endone? You're taking it like once a month. And I was like, is that the usual? Like, you should only take it. Yeah, kind it's of really bad. Endone is like the closest thing to heroin on a pharmaceutical. Have level. you taken it? I wanted to say I I took it and I love a pharmaceutical yeah. drug. I'm the first one to say that, but I took that. <laughs> so fast. I took that after I, I messaged my friend Indy. She's a dentist, and I was like, I just got my wisdom teeth out. I'm in a, a fuckload of pain, which I wasn't really, and I already had already had Panadine Fort, which didn't really work. She's like, oh yeah, have some endo. Da, da, da. I was like hallucinating i thought shit was crawling some up. people I, vomit from it a lot and I stuff like, my mum can't have it i swear she yeah. told me it, it makes wasn't it's, sick. for a lot of people it makes you sick and for a lot like Josh, when he dislocated his shoulder loved it lived for it like yeah. the first thing he asked from the hospital was like i want a script of endone but they're so stingy with it how do you yeah that's an anyway i'm gonna ask yeah, so many questions so, about endone but so, yeah so wait you got on endone so but for you you could function completely normally like yeah, so for most people yeah. you're just like oh this is Did a you high. ever have a drink with Endo? Did you try? No. no. no so I you were careful in that uh, aspect. Like I'm sure there were days that I probably took it on a Friday I'm pretty morning sure and then I had a Friday night <laughs> accidentally. Yeah, you were um, really normal on Endone. Yeah, well, the thing for me was that at that stage, no other like Panadol, Nurofen, Naprogesic, Ponstan. You were like on last legs of painkillers. Nothing was working and I was like... What about, about Panadine Fort? No. no. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the and same then, kind of league, isn't yeah. it? And I feel like, um, obviously, I'm lucky because I I am at a desk all day. So I'm not doing anything too, like, strenuous. But, like, I, I just needed something that, like, completely numbed it so I could. Because I feel like, and you guys might be the same, but when you guys have bad period pain, like, it's just kind of like, whatever you're doing, you just can't be focused. Because yeah. you're just uncomfortable in it. Like, But then you're like not you're, even, you're talking about the physical pain, but you're not even touching on, like, the headache, the nausea, the like. Yeah, I'm really lucky. I'm actually really lucky in the sense that I don't really get, like, I don't really get nauseous or headaches, but I know that a lot of people do. Mm. Um, I get really, um, no, I probably don't get headache. I do get headachey actually. And actually, no, you know what? When the pain hits pretty hard, I do feel nauseous. 
Yeah. Not vomiting though. Yeah. It's just that yuck feeling totally. where you're like, you feel nah. like heavy and like uncomfortable. And, and you would be having that what like two weeks out of the month. Yeah, like at the at yeah. Can the I moment. ask? I've done this new theory yeah. with Steph as well. It's not a theory. I did get told, <laughs> and in the end, yeah. I'm like, that makes so much sense for me. Yeah, my period pain and all my really hectic side effects that I get only yeah. happens the like every other period. So on right. one side, because I didn't know that your period fucking alternated between each yeah. fallopian tube yeah, and i was neither. like one of my fallopian tubes are really fucked up because i feel <laughs> fucked off one of them like one. so bad my boobs hurt i'm usually like really angry i usually feel sick like i think i've got something wrong with me like i feel really unwell like run down yeah diarrhea diarrhea and then the other side i can just come to work with no side effects nothing for like build up yeah. and i have my period is that weird? Yeah. So I'm asking you like Mine, you're a specialist I know, now. I feel like I'm like the- <laughs> Do you have any difference between your fallopian tubes? <laughs> well, in terms of like, I feel like because I've always just had bad pain, I probably like G myself up to have the worst period every time. Yeah, do you actually have a bad period pain? Well, yeah. So when, but the irony is that like sometimes my pain outside my period is worse than my That's period. That's what I mean. Because yeah. it's the fibroids pushing on your yeah. uterus. Yeah. Probably a bit of a bloody release having your period. <laughs> totally. <laughs> but the, I definitely think like my first two days are pretty hell. I like. Do you get sore tips and stuff? Well, no. I just swell up. I, I can't wear. <laughs> I can't wear. My boss. You your classic white play suit is your go-to. Is my because it's the only thing that's that so fits dangerous. Me. Though imagine if you had another sister. No, I know. I've got, I know. It would never have. It would never anywhere to go. It would just plop it's out on my, the floor. It's my little Maureen Eve number. I need to get it in black. <laughs> um, you need to get like a tight play suit to hold well, it all in if it ever bleeds well, a bit. So whenever I'm really feeling really bloated and sore and awful. I tend to wear jeans. I know that's really I was weird, actually just going to say that because last time you came into the office, like literally a few days ago, you were like, I, I don't, I feel really bloated and stuff. And I I was like, why the fuck are you wearing jeans? Yeah. That is like, I, I don't even wear jeans to work during the day because I know I'm going to eat heaps and sit down yeah. and I don't want to feel that pain of being uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, why do you put no, yourself through that? Eliza says that to me all why the time. Why do you wear like, why are you wearing jeans today? <laughs> like you could wear like a nice like trackies to Weirdly, wear. Weirdly, I feel like it like, pulls me in and makes me feel less bloated i don't know but i do i swell up like i'm like eight months pregnant sucks it in insane yeah no i uh, yeah you did say that i feel like i think you just need to go back to the play suit doll like when you have bloating because it just like would help it's like it's like extra pressure on your tummy it would hurt i know it's so anyway let's go yeah so when you we know that a couple weeks ago you got some like bad news in terms yeah. of your options yeah well, so what were you told and how did you react yeah so um i went and had my routine checkup this is where they discovered the second little fibroid, fibroid friend to uh. my other og that i found when i was 21 um and so i guess the good thing is about my doctor is he's really frank with me which i really really appreciate like he's like you've got a problem this is the solution that i back um and so but he was like but in saying that i want you to go and seek out every single opportunity elsewhere before we resort to kind of he actually advised you to go get other opinions yeah is that weird for a specialist to tell you to do that like they can't tell you to do anything but they don't usually tell you go talk to other specialists well so the, the good thing is um basically he was talking about 
um, a, like a procedure. I'm not sure what the official name of it is, but that's all right. It's no like one a, else it's like either. a par- it's like a partial hysterectomy. So mm. they actually remove the part of your uterus that ha- it has the fibroids. And a full um, hysterectomy obviously means you can never have kids again. Yeah, so a full a full hysterectomy and part is like, one means you do have a possibility. You do have a possibility, a big one. Your possibility is just decreased, like decreased from like a regular uterus. Um, and the issue comes with you being able to like carry a baby. So like he was like, I, you would be able to sneeze and fall pregnant if you are like really fertile. But are you, you really fertile? Did you say? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But oh. he was like, he was like, if you were like. The issue is not you getting pregnant. pregnant is holding the baby. issue is you holding the Can baby. Can I ask him when he says holding a baby, does that mean your uterus is like a really small home for your baby? Like it's going to be really oh, cramped. Because it's in a placent, but it... No, I think... Sorry, I'm I think really yeah, uneducated look, with this stuff. I, like what does that mean for the baby? Well, I th- <laughs> no, I think it's I think it's the way that the baby... And I might be so off here. No, 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 no it's no, kind you're of showing me though. Because you've been obviously yeah. told. So, so yeah. I think I think it's how the baby is like positioned and how the baby grows within your uterus can be compromised when you have the partial. So does that mean it still has enough space though? Well, did it look squashy in the diagram? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, he was he was like throwing out all this stuff, and they took me home with all of these like leaflets or whatever. Oh god! And when he said the words "partial hysterectomy," did that just terrify you? Like I didn't even know what the fuck my vagina was at twenty four. <laughs> I was kind of like a lardy dardy like like faffy kind of like chat and then he was like so in terms of options and he just kind of rolled it off the tongue really quickly and it probably didn't he gave me all these pamphlets and he sent me didn't on my even merry resonate. way didn't even did resonate did you cry no, well so i i remember he gave me all the things and it was kind of like midway through the day and i um kind of got in the car and then i was just thinking about everything that he'd said so basically the great thing is about if you want to have a partial hysterectomy, I'm not sure if it's just with him or it's everywhere, but they make you go and see a fertility specialist first. Um, and then they make you go and see two counsellors before you so it's like agree really, to what you're It doing. is a hectic decision at this age yeah. to be making. Yeah, and maybe he maybe that was his approach because I was younger. Um, 100%. But he was, he was so, so lovely about it. But I got in the car. I didn't realise the weight of it. I was just chatting away and, yeah, just going back to work. Nah, 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 nah. To like, your, who were you talking to? Um, no, no, no. I was talking to him and I was like, oh, I'm just oh, going back right. to work. Yada, yada, yada. It was actually my boyfriend's birthday as well. So I was like. I remember I, I called him and I was like, how's your day going? Nah, nah, nah. And I I just was life avoiding and then my mum called me and she said so how'd your appointment go I said oh fine 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 um they are recommending I have a partial hysterectomy your mum was probably on and my mum like bless her she really means well but she just has she's not empathetic at all don't worry sister I hear you my mum isn't <laughs> and she was like she's like well she was like well Emily like you have to be able to have kids and I was like well, mom, and I and I just lost. I, I said, still I have like, kids. I was like, well, that, no. Well, I got really upset because I was like, is that when it kind of hit, hit me? Yeah. And I was like, well, actually, no. And I remember hanging up on her, and I was so mad. She said to me, she's very Catholic. She's like, just pray, pray. That'll be the answer. Just pray. And I was like, I'm not going to no, mom. Pray. Oh my god, it's gone and to was, praying now. <laughs> she's so funny. And then I, um, I was on my way. I think I was on my way back to the office or back home, and I called my boss to kind of check in and say, hey, by the way, back online. Um, and I spoke to her and she is just the most like pragmatic, organized, she is like heart of gold. She's a boss lady. Boss lady. And she, I think she knows deep down that I'm the biggest life avoider. 
Um, and she just said to me, look, go and make that fertility appointment, go in two weeks, figure it out. It's like right now we're not fucking yeah. around. But and wasn't she even like, if you decide to have a kid now, that's fine. We'll work it out. You'll be able to work. Yeah, she that's what we she did in the so office. Know, we talked about it. It was so nice because everyone was like, and I'm just like super open about it. And I think that's, I, I've only been like that probably in the last like year or so. Because it's so much easier when people know what you're going through and they don't have to read between the lines. Or yeah. I remember, like, I remember last year. I think I just started randomly crying at an event, and I was in heaps of pain. So much more awkward. And it was yeah. with friends, and I was so uncomfortable. And my friend just came up to me and she's like, "What's going on?" And I was like, oh, "I've just got the worst period pain." And that's where it kind of all like kind of started like bubbling out. And I ended up, there was a day where I felt really awful at work and I told my boss and she's like, oh, I've had pain, like, you know, I've had pain before. It opens up conversations. So it opens up so many conversations, so much so now that if I'm late for something or I don't come to something or... They know why. I just go hashtag fibroids in my text and everyone knows. Like no one questions me, no one asks. Um, That's amazing though because a lot of people wouldn't have that work environment. Yeah, no, I'm so, so lucky in the sense that like... I can just be really like open about I feel it. awful. You'll see me in like random yoga poses throughout the day. I feel like I have not seen you um, do that yet. Oh, it's really funny. Well, I, like- <laughs> I think you're such a stoic person that you never really talk about it. But I remember before you had your boyfriend's birthday, the night you found out, we were all talking and we actually had the weirdest conversation where I was like, fuck, this is fucked for you. Where we're like, you need to broach the topic of children with, with your, your boyfriend, boyfriend of like eight months. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I remember so we were yeah, sitting in our office. I was trying to tell Camilla, our yeah. friend today, who's had yeah. two babies, and I was saying we were doing yeah. this yeah. topic today and just talk because she's had two kids and she's like 29 or 30. And I was like, imagine being told at like, you're 20, what are you? 24. 24 that like, it's not because I was saying I'm not ready yet telling her and I was like <laughs> I'm about to do this podcast with a 24 year old that kind of nearly really well kind of has to start thinking about like fuck do I just like bite the bullet and have a baby yeah. now because I have to or like that is a hectic yeah. like, and like decision thinking to about make. like like we were like we'll help you we can look after the baby whatever <laughs> This was like day day I came back into the office. There were so many things going through your head. And I bet you're like, like oh, oh my God. No, but the weirdest thing is we were even discussing like your salary, his salary, where would you live? <laughs> but you when need to think about these things when you have a well, baby. And the, fun, the, the weirdest, weirdest thing is that I am in no means ready to have a baby. Like, Did you actually all. seriously think about it after our conversation? Well, so I actually, remember, so I actually remember when I was 21 and I had my first fibroid, another um, gynecologist said to me, hey, I think, like, I, th- I think you should really consider having a baby early so you don't have to go through all of this. You can have a full hysterectomy when you're older and it'll kind of whatever. And that, and was that your, operation is no fucking joke. Like no, you're, going you're going through menopause, menopause at yeah. 35 yeah. And so or whatever I, age yeah. you decide to do it. So I remember a few years ago with my ex-boyfriend, I was like, in my head, I was like, maybe I'll have a baby. Like we'd been in a relationship for a really long time. I was like, that's really easy. I'll have a baby, sure. And that was like when I was like 22. So that's like Which so, so weird to think about. But I definitely think this time around – it's made me a lot more aware of like just the con- like the seriousness I guess, of it as yeah, well. Yeah, and the knowledge of like knowing that there are so many different variables. Like I could literally in five years 
have a baby and be completely fine and there's no dramas and that's how like you're saying that it could like I could have no the dramas luck like is that's like, how like, yeah well, you just don't know yeah and yeah. that's and I think like knowing you know it goes back to that like do you want to know do you not want to know and it really frames some like weird conversations that you have like I've only been with my boyfriend for like less than a year. Mm. Have you and had the conversation now with him? Well, Since didn't we you have a nice DM last night. You didn't tell me the date. No, yeah, we had a really nice DM. Um, he's like the best guy ever. Um, we love him. We love him. Um, but I guess it kind of, you just think about, and I'm such an overthinker. I think that's why I'm a life avoider too, but I'm an overthinker <laughs> in the sense that I worry about everyone else, you know. By if, you. Yeah, well, even like if I, in five years, like, can't have a baby and I'm with someone who really wants a baby that makes you a lot less attractive to them want to you know commit themselves to you especially if they know you've had issues for so many years prior like I think that would be a really scary thing so you're thinking for some like people worst case scenario if you wait as well you're thinking well, every scenario right of, now yeah I'm kind of like and no one can give you the answer no, I think no. that's the most frustrating yeah. part of the whole thing like Totally. It's such a big life decision to make, but you're like, fuck, I could go either way yeah. here and it could be fine either way. But yeah, each totally. path I take is going to have a There's very some, some complications. Different, yeah. Yeah. And also, as your outcome. doctor said, you could fall pregnant really easily, but then you could miscarry. Yeah. That's what I mean. And like, I there's think, so many different outcomes. Yeah. And so part of me is going, like, I wish I didn't know. And I wish I could just, because I, a lot of the conversations that you have as well like I went and saw this recommended fertility specialist and that was supposed to kind of and it did in a way you know ease what did my they say? thoughts well they are just the most optimistic happy people I think because Do they, they have like your paperwork and everything yeah, in front of them they're like, yeah they're like this is this amazing case study of this person who did this and like oh I do like that I love that like I walked out of there because it was so this was the day this is the day of Alex's birthday and I'm and I'm going if this appointment is That's really shit if this like, appointment fuck. is awful I'm gonna have to sit at Toddy's <laughs> and be and like, pretend I'm enjoying oh the vodka pasta, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and be thinking, oh my god! But they just made it so happy, so like anything's possible. Like when you're ready, like. And then what happens after that appointment? Do you see so, them again? So I actually um, end up going and um, having like a phone consult with my gynecologist, um, and I said, look, I went and saw her. She's amazing. I'm, you know, restored faith. And he was like, well, what do you want to do? Like, don't how ask are you me feeling? that. And I was like, <gasps> I yeah. Don't know. Um, at this stage, I've decided to just wait and see how it goes. Um, As when you say wait, like what's the wait like time? Like don't have the partial hysterectomy no. or wait to have a baby? No, so both. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, like, either I one. I just have so many more things I want to do. Like I imagined myself having a baby at like 30, so I'm still a while off, but I think – Babe, even at 30, you'll be like, oh, maybe 32. Yeah, yeah. yeah I keep pushing the timeline <laughs> yeah. out. But I have a question for you. So I was li- actually listening to a fertility podcast today and they Why? said that he... Jachi, no. <laughs> <laughs> get ready. <laughs> and they said that the, the best way to check if you're all G, if you mm. don't have like your kind of symptoms is to get that blood test. Yeah. But then I've been talking about it with Ella like, Let's say you get a negative result, then it's like, fuck. It's kind of a really weird one. Like there's another, there's a really amazing um, journalist who she's to write for Marie Claire and now she's got her own um, podcast, but she wrote a really amazing piece from uh, Mel Mason. Have you met her? Shout out to Mel. She's got some amazing podcasts. What's it called? We need to listen. Um, So she's got a dating podcast. A dating um, podcast. Called Jeans and a Nice Top. Okay. Um, 
that she does with Ash Austin. It's amazing. That's such a good name because, yeah. like, what should I wear on my date? Just wear jeans with a nice top. It's so good. Um, but she wrote this really amazing piece for Mamma Mia or – I think so. Um, on she's like, I kind of wish I didn't know. And she's thirty five, and she's like, tossing up whether to have a baby or not. Well, yeah, um, that's been my thing with mum because I was a, like, yeah. I had that conversation. Being like, should I just check? And she was like, fuck no. no. She's like, you just deal with it when you need to. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you gonna like? What are you gonna totally. do now? Like, like, really? Yeah. Like, it's not gonna well, make you any just difference. Start trying. But it's what a year, two years. T- what it's not gonna like. Hopefully, you're not gonna make. You either way, like it's a hard journey if you've got to. Yeah. It's going to be a yeah. long journey well, either way. And there's like power. There's definitely power and knowledge because totally. now I feel so educated, educated, and I feel comfortable that I I kind of know my body a bit more. Like you know, like when you're sick, you're like, oh, I'm not sick, but you are, and you just kind of instinctively just kind of know. Go with it. Just, like, are you, you talking just, about you just go out and have a few too many drinks? Yeah, yeah. and like now I'm like I, I I know what my body can handle. Like I used to be pretty like. I can go through anything, but now I know when I need to ask to like, mm. you know, Can we work just from say as well, or... you have like, you've been diagnosed with epilepsy as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm like, we haven't even covered. Like that's quite, does that have any play into what you've I, been diagnosed you with? You literally asked the exact yeah. same question as me I was just thinking that because morning. I remember we had the combo because you'd had a, like a really big weekend and I think yeah. you had you had an epileptic fit recently no, before no, that combo? So Didn't you I, pass I out at Woolies? Pass out or something happened. No, I know yeah. that. I was just really – I had a virus. Right. It was an epilepsy And related. I was like – and you like, like, oh, yeah. I have another bit. Like, you were like, you are so good at just, like, pushing through and going out and partying and stuff still. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, do you ever wig out when you're out, like, drinking and having a big night that you're going to have an epileptic fit? Like, is no, that another thing I've, you ever I've, have to worry about? Like, how do you know you're about to have I've grown that? out of it. See, so, so I'm like I'm like smooth sailing now, which you, is yeah, amazing. Sorry, touch wood, like hate putting that out yeah. in the universe. No, but I'm you, there was a point there where you couldn't drive and stuff. Yeah, that was a that was a while ago. Yeah, though. how often were you having epileptic fits when I've, they were bad? I've only I've only ever had two like massive. Oh, ones. okay, so yeah. not really. And when yeah. I was like, it was when I was a lot younger. Mm. And because your dad was, has it too. Yeah, my dad has epilepsy, and it's nothing in correlation with what you have now. No, no. completely. So interesting. Can I ask a dumb question? Mm. Your fibroids have nothing to do with your egg count. No. Have you ever done that? Have I you? Haven't, I haven't done it. Well, that's why we're talking about. So it it's now not as well. technically a fertility issue. It's no. more of it's just, just like, a this is pain issue. management yeah. issue right but now. But I think I think, <laughs> I think some people though have like the double whammy of like both endo, the no eggs the like but you don't have endo no you don't no. endo is a fertility issue yeah yeah. That you don't, endo, which is endo, confusing because the pain yeah. seems to be very similar. Endo, endo is from what I can gather. I don't have it, but yeah, is us. the is the tissue around your uterus that yep. is kind of like inflamed, yep. inflamed, and causing heaps of pain and stuff. But people who have bad endo do have some fertility issues. Yeah, so they're actually not endo, PCOS, fibroid cysts. They're, really they're not fertility, but they can affect, affect your, your ability fertility. to. Ha- yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. You think about all our friends that got told they had really bad endo, and all of them have fallen pregnant absolutely fine. And some people, some people, when they fall pregnant, their endo like improves or like if they, get, if they get cysts like you know my nan actually it's really funny my nan <laughs> <laughs> my mom is one of six five girls and one boy and my nan's first my like her first children were a set of twins two girls and my mom was telling me this only the other day which is really ironic because we we're talking about like 
you know, down the line or sis or whatever. And she was like, oh, actually, um, when Nanny gave birth to the twins, Nanny, they they found this, um, like, massive... Like she basically gave birth to the cyst as well as they were like, is, like, that, a, is that a third child? Like oh, what's going on? Another child, an ugly child <laughs> <laughs> falling out. Yeah. Well, no, because they wouldn't know thing? anything about the issue. Wait, no. So a cyst can physically come out then? Yeah. You said it couldn't. Yeah. What did it look like, did you I, ask? I have no idea. Well, they um, thought it was a baby, so it must yeah. be fucking big. Well, yeah, and so I think that was her, like, one kind of <laughs> That's experience. Edge. Yeah. And then didn't she say after that she felt a lot better? Yeah, like, had, had no other issues. So maybe your <clears throat> thing is you need to birth your cis out. Your fibroids. My fi- oh, do you have a, no, you have a cis, though, too. I know fibroids yeah, so, are different. Yeah, yeah, so I've got a few little cysts. Let's get them out. Of- How big are the fibroids? So my first fibroid that I found when I was 21 is now measuring at like 4.6 centimetres. Oh my God, that's quite big. That's but, big. but some people's grow... Wait, that's like a what? That's, yeah. Some people's grow to as big as a grapefruit, I'm told though. So that's How like big that is point. your uterus? Well, that's another thing. I don't really know. Well, when you looked at this they, diagram, well, they show me. Like, so yeah, yeah, they show, they show a you good all diagram. those. No, they show you all the um, like the little like models, the little mannequins. Oh, yeah, and they're just like, like, they're, like squishy ones that you can yeah. kind of um, feel. I'm such a weirdo though. Like I'm really bad with like details and names oh, and whatever I don't because like it. I just I just like getting the gist of things, and that's why like my guy knows really good because I think he skips out on all the like the names and the words and whatever. He just goes like that hurts that's there like he's just yeah, really, really like because he just knows that nothing else you like, need it in layman's terms 100%. totally so where are you at now pain wise we've obviously know what decision you've come to yeah. amazing decision yeah we're just gonna we're just gonna wait and see I watch think, and wait yeah watch and wait um, are you on any like um you know like kind of schedule on fun in terms of medication or like following no, any so health you can't kind really of take, regulations you can't really take any like medication for it so it's like How about food so, or anything like well nothing? i've tried every single wives tale ever like i've done like the no coffee and the no alcohol work. more water my mom did make a good salt point. in the water salt in the water before bed <clears throat> my mom did make a good point when i was talking to her yesterday though she was like you didn't seem to have as many issue lo- issues last year when you were doing all that exercise. And I've done no exercise <laughs> point, this year. Mom. So I was like, Fuck. I'm going to start trying to do that a bit That's more. That's Because there are little holistic things yeah. you can do. Obviously, everyone's totally. different. But... That's an interesting point. Yeah. It would well, be like all the annoying things are like, don't drink. Don't yeah. do this. I've done, like, I've done it all. I remember. A few what about an acupuncture? Oh, no. So I've actually done the acupuncture in the stomach. Mm. And oh. like that was, that that was weird. good. But like, I just felt like someone was kind of tapping. Oh, like, it's yeah. not like. Tummies know. are very like weird. Yeah. And sad. Acupuncture is also not really covered by private health. No. Mm. No, that's all out of pocket. But someone did tell me, I, I did like the no alcohol for like a hot, yeah, you did a hot second. I feel like you did not do it for a hot no, second. You no, you didn't do no, no. it from Jan to April. No, but I, I did I did the no alcohol that time because I got too drunk at my best mate's engagement <laughs> party and made a bit of a dick of myself. But <laughs> did you notice a difference when you didn't drink for that long? Yeah. Like, you said you not, didn't really feel not that really, different. Not really. Okay. Not that different. But so pain I can't even remember. Um, but all I know is that I I swiftly got rid of the no alcohol because I was such a loser. <laughs> like, I was like, sorry, can't There's come. There's a few reasons but why I'm doing it. Someone did tell me the other day, though, that tequila is the best alcohol for, it is. for like, stomach 
guy knows. Well, we got told on our our last guest told us as well a new point that I never knew about tequila. It helps you lose weight. Yeah, I I actually googled that that after the bloody recommendation list. Oh yeah, what did you? What did it say? I think it was like a bit of a myth. But fuck, I was actually like, wow, like yeah, Paloma. I think if you had a tequila water, you wouldn't gain or lose. It would just be neutral. I don't like tequila water though. I'm just gonna put it out there. Fuck that. I'll do it if necessary. When are you ever gonna put on that much weight that you need to take tequila? No, water. but like tequila water's not for the weight, but tequila water's good a good one when you're at the end of the night. Then you're going Stacey vibe. Oh, yeah, Stacey. Stacey. <laughs> Stacey's on the waters, really. <laughs> Stacey will never get on the waters, though. You've got no, to cut. No. you got to, you got to watch her coming out of me and go get back in. But once she's out, you're done. I was watching the episode of Below Deck last night and they oh, were doing, they're doing tequila Gatorade. And I was like, that's oh. such an ultimate, like, Tequila? That's not a bad That's idea. A really good hydrate. idea. Yeah. Hydrate as your hydrate as while you're drinking. Yeah. Back in my festival days, that would have been great. I know. So, so about the Red Bull. Emily, yes. for anyone out there yes. who may be going through the same thing as you or similar, mm. would you recommend first and foremost finding a good gynecologist? Yes. Would that be your first point for of call? For sure. I definitely think like talk to people about it. I think it's like a very like kind of taboo kind of topic and I think I went to a girl's school and my girl's school was all about yeah the girls like <laughs> that, that was yes. that was their, that was their kind of vibe so I've I've always been really lucky in in that my girlfriends I can kind of say anything to them and they're like cool with that um but I definitely think like talk to your mom talk to your friends how about your then doctor go. originally did they help you at all the local like I'm I'm a, I'm a bit of a GP jumper like I don't have like I'm a, a GP whore as well yeah I just go to the bulk bill same <laughs> whoever's whoever will see me but um I just go to my mummy and daddy's one <laughs> but that's kind of good in the way that you've got like the medical history my yeah. issue was I'd go to like new people every time I had an issue with this and they'd mm. be like well like what do you actually same I will say deal? though I have now when I'm now that I'm a bit older and I'm kind of like I'll fork out 80 bucks I go to my old GP oh, that like I, I used that. to go to yeah and like it's great they do it's but so the nice. only thing is they just have your medical history yeah that's it which is kind of good to have but yeah I definitely think like and if you can um go see a gyno they're really great if you do have those sort of issues because as you said like any like pain that isn't you know a really light <laughs> no if a you're like uncomfortable on your first day is yeah it's and not, i not also gonna. read that sometimes if you're on the pill it can mask things like it endo and pcos yeah. i don't even have it i don't even know i probably See, fucking have something wrong with me i just haven't well, checked i ironically <laughs> you won't i won't check either i don't want to deal with it as <laughs> two people i'm going to ask you separately that are avoiders of situations yeah. What? Why do you think you? Because I look at doctors, I'm like, yes, they're going to tell me what the fuck is up. I'll check straight away. Hopefully, they sometimes can... they don't always do the right thing. Maybe I'm like a, I'm like a, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if you don't have to, like, you got to the point where you did have to go though because you knew it was getting to that point where this is a bit fucked up. And but if, if it was up to, to me, that. but if it was up to me, I wouldn't have gone. Oh, you wouldn't have I gone. Remember my, I remember. But my if dad you were doing the yeah. same, like that, yeah. I'm like. I know when that time, the one time I took you to the hospital, that's the first time I've ever gone and hopefully the last time I'll ever have that kind of experience. But that was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know what any other options I have. I, I'm going. It was quite going. strange for her to want to go because my first reaction is let's go to the hospital. Emergency, so fun, so but easy. But I'm not even a painkiller taker either. So fun, so easy. I love hospitals. It's just a freak of nature. I just like, I just think like, 
we have such a good health system yeah. when the emergency department and the public system have the best doctors like if something's going wrong you are where you need to be totally i know but that makes sense when you need to be there but like sometimes you avoid it because you're like oh fuck it's not that bad like i don't need to go yet. i'm also like i'm also especially if i'm ever in like a if I'm at like home, I'm like, oh, to get myself there. I remember one night I had really bad pain. It was at the beginning of the year and it was in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, CB, I have to go to hospital. I need to drive myself there. CB, I feel that. Call the ambulance or straight I, away. Or if I'm at work, I'm like, there's too much going on. You know, Not like, to wait in that scat emergency waiting room. Yeah. <laughs> so good in there. Yeah. Such yeah, no, great. Love it. Anyway, oh, so- that was a beautiful episode oh, thank you thanks, emily guys. we're gonna jump into some collide advice a bit more of a casual Ooh. kind of like relaxed Ooh, chat i, I don't know if we one. told you that we did steph do you know what you? um because I'm, I'm a frequent listener of the podcast i was Sorry. actually that's my about mistake today. yeah i know i've got i already got recommendations I, have you, you want to hear down? something really funny i was i went to the toilet yeah walked back and i go i'm gonna remind emma about collide advice and i go no nah, she would have already prepared it yeah. don't need to Oh, darling. we'll jump straight into it. Um, wait, do, do I need to? Is it like a category or anything? No, or no. It be, it's literally It could be anything. your gynecologist. Yeah, shout out. Shout yep. out to gyno. Can I, yeah, can I say his name? Yeah, That's yeah. Um, Dr. Sunil at The Sand. The Sunil Sand. at The Sand. Shout out. Okay, write He's that down, ladies. Um, I was also going to recommend, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but made on netflix oh, amazing haven't yet oh so i just finished it with alex and it was the first episode Isn't i was it like hectic this i was like this is super yeah. dep- like I depressing a, i was bit really with that stuff but oh my god it is so powerful have a good ending yeah, yeah. that's what i like then yeah. i can watch it if i know but i'm gonna get to you kind of like twists and turns like you're like okay. yep you're you're doing it great really playing in on the subtleties of like not just physical domestic violence, but the emotional abuse to the point where you're like in a K hole, you can't escape. You're like this person. Totally. Yeah. And even like family stuff. Like I was watching it going like, like there's like shared behaviors and learnt behaviors that go from like generation to generation. So it was interesting like to watch as well. Super interesting. It's and like, really good. Yeah, that was my kind of. Do you have another great. one? Oh no, you got um, your gyno in that. Two. Yeah. Two's great. I've got actually another show. Um, I found out and I fucking lost my shit, you know, on a Saturday when you're like, I need a show. And I've been like, kind of like, fuck, I don't really have one. I was like, oh, yeah. this is so annoying. And then I was like, I'm going to go into iTunes and see, because sometimes they randomly have some great series that come yeah, out prior do. to Netflix, but you have yeah. to buy them. Yeah. And I turned it on and guess what had come out? A the crime Sinner show. season four. Oh, yes. <sighs> And it's not on Netflix yet, and you're like following. I only got up to episode four or five because it hasn't even launched in America. Episode oh, so five, it's like the same day as the US. Same day as the US, mate. I got through. I got I'm through five episodes. It's fucking amazing. You will love it. Jessica Biel still on it? No, she's only in the first one. The Sin is always a different story. Oh yeah, what was the? She last... was in episode. She was in season Can one. Can you give us a teaser on what it's about without giving yeah. away too much? Yeah, it's set on like a fishing island somewhere in America. Um, I'm and the detective's horny. back though, but he's retired and he's gone with the lady that he met on the previous season. They're together. And to go for like a nice relaxing trip, but they get there and he meets this girl and she actually ends up, he thinks, jumping off a cliff because he sees her in the night 
and it turns into this really confusing twist that all these secrets on the island and her family and yeah that sounds that kind of reminds me of that a bit of like um, black magic like weird shit like religion she got into that's what it's getting witch stuff. stuff yeah I love that. Got into that. So that was amazing. Love it. And that's on iTunes. Um, second collide advice. Have I – did I mention – well, we did mention Yeah, it. we've done that. Why don't you mention your bloody boyfriend's merch? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hello, sport. Here we are. We're here. I've actually got a lot of compliments on this hat. This is a new cap about to launch. They're corduroy it's beige. It's so Corduroy. Nice. Not dark blue, people. It's corduroy and it's beige and it's beautiful. It's great for the girlies. And they'll be dropping, don't know. But do the boys soon. source their own merch or do you yeah, help them on Yeah, they design it. Really? I actually helped with the, I don't know when it's coming. They were uh, not help. I just <laughs> gave my opinion yeah. on some certain <laughs> ideas for their like new branding they had with their um, sport. Like bringing out like a really like, you know, the vintage 90s sports. Yeah. Skin? So bringing fun. out like merch kind of with that style. It's so funny now. Eddie's like turned into a fashionista. Sorry. It's, I was going to say, it's so funny now. I go to cafes, I go to bars, and there are just boys wearing the beers soon t shirts everywhere. All my I'm guy like, friends are fuck, so into it. I thought it. I was going to get into a bit of fashion econ. What the <laughs> fuck? Eddie's more famous than you. Well, yeah, fuck. <laughs> the punters. <laughs> um, Stephanie? Okay, I'm recommending a TV show. Ooh. And Emily, I'm fucking appalled that you don't watch it. Appalled. Wait. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. No, 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 no. Uh, that was going to be my... Ooh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that, I just that, hit, hit the table. Yeah, in excitement. No, that start. was going to be my second recommendation before the guy, no. Because I... So I actually don't watch the full season, but I just watched the controversial first episode. But I know that the second one's just come out where she gets caught. <sighs> I'm so not up to this. I need to get through Beverly, is, Beverly Hills. If you think Beverly Hills' Erica Jane was spicy, get into Salt Lake City <laughs> because Jen Shaw has another... <laughs> thing coming and then there are so many subplots in this episode where she gets arrested the fbi the nypd the swat team come up to the van i thought this is beverly hills no they were all going to like they were all going on a ski thing happening jen shaw is Um, like an erica jane but her crime is you'll actually be interested in this she's very ambiguous about her marketing job that she had and basically she would sell vulnerable people's leads oh okay that sounds very similar to to what we we worked for two big companies and then they would put these people on subscriptions and defraud them essentially wow and so she's charged with like that is like she the the maximum sentence for her is 30 years like erica jane's not going to jail jen shaw is going to jail okay Anyway, anyway, we've gone really so, off topic. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to recommend something else because I've forgotten. Just the Real Housewives no, today, Real girls. Real Housewives <laughs> of Salt Lake City. There are only two seasons out. Okay, I reckon, skip, I reckon skip the rest of the seasons. Like, yeah, that's a bit weird. But I'll say, like, Beverly Hills, one level down wealth, but just throw in the religious oh, Mormon the element. Mormon stuff. <sighs> Religious so Colin. Yeah, we actually know an ex-Mormon and we were peppering him with questions relating to Salt Lake I know who you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right, guys. Well, see ya. See you later. See you later. Bye.